This is David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County, welcoming you to the September 2022 edition of Spotlight on Arts and Culture, a monthly live interview show the second Monday of each month on WPKN 89.5 FM, bringing you news and information about the arts and culture across coastal Fairfield County. This month, we welcome and celebrate Payer College coming to Bridgeport. Payer is an art and design college that has taken over the part of the University of Bridgeport campus that has been dedicated to the arts and culture, the Arnold Bernhardt Center for Arts and Humanities, including the Shelfhout Art Gallery and Merton's Theater, the Cooper Hall Dormitory, and two other buildings, all on the southwest side of campus on Iranistan Avenue right next to Seaside Park. We are delighted to have with us today President of Payer College, Joseph Beerbaum. Welcome, Joseph. It's a pleasure to be here, David. And uh, Kanla Gasimov, the new director of the Shelfhout Gallery. Welcome, Kanla. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. And Ian MacDonald, Technical Director and Event Coordinator at the Mertens Theatre. Hi, David. Welcome to you all. So first, uh, President Beerbaum, please tell us about Payer College. When, why, and how was it founded? I'll, I'll do my best. It's, <laughs> um, it's got an amazing history. I'm a big mm. history person in general. That's great to um, hear, yeah. And so the school dates back to 1946. Um, and it was actually started by, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Monuments Men. There was a movie, there was a book. Um, but oh, it was really? a group of yeah. artists in uh-huh. World War II that uh-huh. went in advance of the front lines to repatriate a whole bunch of art that was stolen. I did see um, that movie. Oh, yeah. It, it's, yeah. A, it's an amazing yeah. tale. And <laughs> and the movie is a bit of a compilation of people. But within mm. that, um, Dean Keller, one of them, um, was one of the artists that came back. Um, and then the founders, a husband and wife team, the pairs, um, they actually met uh, during World War II. The husband was a... Uh, uh, was a portrait painter, and he would do oil paintings uh-huh. of generals, um, battlefield paintings. <laughs> and uh, so he and his wife met. She was a lieutenant. Um, and they came back, and they brought some of those original monuments men back to, you know, back to New Haven, back to uh-huh. Hampton. Um, and that's when they formed uh, formed what is now Pear College. Hmm. So it was started, they li- they had lived in New Haven? Yes, or, it was yeah. It was a whole bunch of people from the region. Yeah. Um, and uh, and over the course of it, I mean, these are titans within it. I, and it is something where we've always been about commercial art, and they founded the school to be about commercial art. Uh-huh. Um, and that is to say, you know, sometimes we find ourselves in a place where we'll have a parent who is very well intended, has a child who's a wonderful artist, and but they think that it just goes away, or they think that, you know, well, what's the commercial <laughs> endeavor? And mm-hmm. as you can tell... Art is everywhere and takes many forms. And you have right. performing arts and you have musical arts and you have it's everywhere. And um, so they were always very focused on the commercial outcome of it. Um, so you see pair college alumni everywhere without even knowing it. Mm. Um, the uh, the Captain Morgan logo, uh, the I Spy book series. Those wow. are both pretty pervasive examples of of pair hmm. uh, pair graduates going into uh, kind of becoming commercial artists. So coming back from the war, what was their interest in, what sparked their interest in commercial, in founding a college for commercial art? They, 
I, I do think one thing you find that's relatively common within the arts, and, and we use this term creatives because yes. sometimes mm-hmm. art doesn't explain it all, but but the word creative really does. If you have a, fa- a friend group or you have a whole bunch of siblings, people will know which one in their family or their friend group is the creative. <laughs> the creative you know, it's right. very obvious. Yeah. Um, and I think they're always seeking that community, that normalization of, of kind of what they are. So when you get a whole bunch of artists that come back, how do you nurture this going forward? And that's that's really a big part of my own ethos going mm. forward, which is mm. how do you make it so that you have this place for people that um, might be one of 10? You know, it, mm-hmm. they might be a small group in their high school and they feel like they're on the borders, they're on a lot like them. How do you make a place where it's really normalized? Um, because it's within that capacity that you're able to kind of generate the most brilliant artists out of it. And that's that's where it started, and that's uh-huh. truly where it is today. That's, that's great. Um, so you became president in... 2019? Yes, yes, in 2019. I'd worked with the Pear family for a couple of years prior to that. Um, and really, I was, I, was, uh, I was working with them as, as they were you know, looking at developing some things on their side to kind of uh, relaunch themselves or bring themselves back into prominence. And it, it was a bit of a love story for me. Um, hmm. it's, so the, its background and everything it was, just amazing. So it was founded in, did you say, 47? 46, yeah. 46, so it had moved around quite a bit between 46 and 2019 when you took over. Tell us a bit about those years, what had happened in its um, infancy and adolescence, if you like. So um, it, it always was pivoting around New Haven. New Haven was the cultural center that it had always been pivoting around. So it had been in West Haven, it had been in Hamden, it had been in New Haven at points, hmm. but really that was kind of the axis that it was moving around. Um, it incorporated a lot of faculty uh, from Yale. Uh, when, when Yale's uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts program went away, a whole bunch of faculty from uh, from Yale came to Hamden oh. uh, and became Paracollege's faculty. Uh, so it jumped around a little bit earlier on, um, but then most of its time was right there in Hamden. Mm-hmm. Uh, the better part of the last 50 years was right there in Hamden as it kind of, it, it, it grew within the space that was there. Um, and it moved when higher education moved as well. So right. it went from right. being, a, being a school to being, you know, a college at, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at an at a interim point in the 70s there where there was, you know, a, a difference of how people would look at an art school versus an art college and, and, and largely vernacular terminology um, that went along with that. Did it, it uh, obviously had its own building. Did it build its own building? Did it move into um, something that was already there in Hamden? A uh, little bit of column A and a little bit of column B, um, <laughs> as as many things are. So, yes, it started, but it was a school that was growing over the course of its time yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it actually built two really, really novel buildings. And it's one of the things I love when you look at spaces that are built by artists, that, that, yes. are, that are motivated to be built by artists. Uh-huh. Maybe that's a better way to say it, because every architecture uh, person that's an architect mm-hmm. is a designer, is an artist on their own. Um, and it was very, very novel. They made this three-story... Um, this three-story concrete building, which, you know, from the outside is just very novel, sticks out very much where you were at. Um, and uh, and they built it so that it all, it had no exterior windows, just skylights. Hmm. Um, and in visual arts, you're always, uh, natural light is your best friend and your worst enemy. So figuring out how you control that is right. what they did with a lot of their spaces. Right. Um, so they built that space there, and that's where primarily all of their studios were, which were just large 
open creative spaces. Mm. And that's what they were always looking mm. at. And that's even the move to Bridgeport is a big thing. How do you give people the space they need? Because there is something connected with just having that that airiness site. Right. Okay, now I don't have anything that's kind of tying me down and I can I can create. Yeah, architecture is very important. Huge. So tell us a little bit about yourself, um, Joe. Where were you before you came to Pear and how was your own interest as a creative? How did that develop in yourself? So um, if we go ages back for me, um, I, I was within music. Um, oh. So I, I had a record label that I'd started. It was something that was just an interest of mine. I grew up, I, I, I play some piano. I was an actor. I was a singer. Um, and I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed all of that. And, um, and, and at the end of the day, I'm also... I'm also a business person. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that then. I kind of went into it because of the music. Uh, So I spent a lot of time in studios um, over the course Mm -hmm. of about five years. Um, And then I went into higher education. And what I found um, going from one to the other is there's a real core in higher education that I enjoy, which is um, you, you have something very pure in students that are looking to develop themselves. Um, and, and it's just, it was, it was something that caught on to me. So if I'm being completely honest, I started working in higher education at the front desk of a school to afford grocery money, uh, so that I could do this launch that we were planning on doing within the record label. We had created this social media software back then. And, um, and it was there, you know, me as the person just picking up the phone saying hi to people where (laughs) I had this connection to higher education and I'm like, well, I'm going to run with it. And uh, so pretty much I would raise my hand and take on any task that existed. And all of that wound me to a place where in you know, 2017, I meet the pairs. And what I put together is it didn't really matter whether it was a musical artist or a visual artist. Yeah. The Very impulse is the similar same. Per- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why we kind of embrace this, this, this creative's ethos. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of being a pair that just feels home. It feels nostalgic in some ways for me because it's a whole population that I'm used to being a part of uh, and being around at the same time. Right, right. So tell us a little bit about what precipitated your interest in Bridgeport as a new location for Paya, for Paya, sorry. We were pretty confident that... Um, even coming to Hamden, that it was we were going to be moving, that we were going to need to find another campus. Mm. Uh, we knew that. When you come into the position that, that I'm in, you have a school that's been around for 75 years. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of pressure to make sure I don't I'm not the person that messes it up, um, <laughs> and 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 more so that I'm the person yeah. that uh, that can, can look forward 75 yeah. years and say, yeah. hey, how do we make sure we're growing into what it needs to mm. be? Um, and there's a lot that goes into that, but we knew that our physical space there was going to if you look at what colleges were back in the 70s versus what colleges are now, there's a difference in amenities, there's a difference in space, uh, there's expectations just that populations mm. have of what's gonna go into it. Um, and uh, and then there were things that we knew the college always needed. So in our old location, we didn't have a gallery. Wow. Um, so <laughs> the what yeah. would happen is we'd have our shows and we'd turn basically every place into a gallery. Mm. Um, and so we knew we needed it because we were synthesizing our own while we were in that location. Um, and we had, uh, we had masterclass series, but we didn't have an auditorium. So we knew there were things that we were going to need. Mm -hmm. Um, so when we got the opportunity, um, you know, to, to come to Bridgeport, the campus checked off all those boxes. Plus 
many more that we didn't even, you know, think mm. of at that moment. Um, we had relatively limited on-campus housing then. Now we have a 150-student dorm. Um, so it definitely changes the potential in, uh, of, the, uh, of the organization and, mm. uh, and, and probably helps the trajectory as well. That's great. Um, so now in this, I'm still confused about what's happening to the University of Bridgeport. Do you have a particular relationship to Goodwin College that has, um, I understand, taken over the rest of the UB campus? So University of Bridgeport is still an independent University of Bridgeport. Um, We have our part of campus that is what we've acquired, and that's where our campus is. So about five and a half of that, five and a half acres of what was University of Bridgeport's campus is now pair colleges. Okay. Um, and we have a strong relationship with the, uh, with the university of Bridgeport. Cool. Um, we actually have, uh, the programmatic, some of their programmatic offerings they had within the, that design school. Cause yes, that's the location that we were at was the design school. That's why it was custom fit to everything. Another art design school would need. Right. Um, so, uh, yes, we have, uh, a, a lot of their faculty are now our, our faculty. Um, and we have a relationship within the realm of a consortium. So we work really, really closely. Mm-hmm. And so how is Paya settling in? You moved in, when did, when did the move we, we happen? Moved it was a year in, ago? Uh, yes, last summer, yeah. um, which, which many of us that actually did the moving would say was the sweatiest summer of our lives. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it's quick because you have a few short months to, to change everything. You're trying to have it be seamless. But it's wonderful. Uh, there's a lot that's wonderful. I think the fact that now we have, um, now that we're even closer to New York, our proximity mm-hmm. to what we'd say would be kind of that cultural center. Um, we're, we're definitely feeling that vibe from there. Um, I would say, you know, Fairfield County, especially as you're saying, you know, coastal Fairfield County, it is a wonderful environment, uh, environment to, uh, to connect uh, to culturally. Uh, it just seems like a really, really good fit for us. So as our student body kind of got used to it, I think past the first semester, everybody was like, hey, this is cool. We love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't doesn't hurt that you step out of your car in the morning and you smell the salt air and you know, <laughs> and you get all the th- wonderful things of being right along the water. Um, but no, it's it's been amazing. It's been amazing. There certainly was a process to get moved in, yes. but it has yeah. been, you know, awesome since that point. Tell us about some of the new relationships you formed with other arts and culture organizations, of which there are quite a few in the area. So, so year one is is understanding all the dynamics of the arts and culture of right. the area. So we're just coming out of year one where we were starting to make those connections. And, and you know, certainly myself, I, I sit on the board of the uh, of the uh, symphony. Um, oh, terrific! Yeah, 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 yeah. And we have uh, we have uh, one of our faculty members actually that's the executive director there as well. Um, but what's been really interesting is over the course of the first year, as much as we've been going out, we've had people coming in to us. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not... Yeah, everyone's interested in the new kid on the block, right? You know, yeah. there, there is something to that. There is yeah. something to that. And and we want to make sure that we earn that attention at the same time. Um, but, but we really hope to be a bastion of support um, uh, for it. And, you know, because we are, in, in the state of Connecticut, we're the only degree-granting institution that is solely focused on art and design. That's right. we wake up thinking about it. We go to bed thinking about it. It's not just a department that we have. Um, so we know that there's something different in there because we're not just we're taking people in and putting people out into the exact same um, into the same groups right. that are that we have relationships with. I'm thinking um, just of a few uh, key 
um, organizations that we work with, like Housatonic Community College with their amazing um, museum and gallery, and the City Lights Gallery run by Suzanne Kachmar that is such a... Uh, a force in in the area. Have you have you started working with them? Yes, we have. Yeah. We've had, we've had conversations. It, it is, um, you know, us us coming with the uh, with with the gallery and everything that you're going to talk to Khan about. Um, there is a bit of like, okay, we want to be able to we want to compete, and there's something nice about that because when you get people that are within the same space, it's it's how do we elevate each other, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, I think Houstonic's done wonderful things. I, I've I've seen their collection there. I've met with their CEO um, and City Lights. We've had over to our place a number of times, uh, and they have some very interesting stuff. There's yeah. just a lot of people doing great work. So it's a pretty high calling. We got to make sure that we can we can match everything wonderful right. that's already happening here. And of course, the Bridgeport Art Trail is coming down the pike. Um, will you be? Do you have any plans? New kids on the for, block. You know, yeah. we've got to. We've got to show yeah. we've got. Yes. So, so yes, absolutely. It's great. And I've read that you've already mentioned the smell of the salt air. I read that you really love this spot right next to Seaside Park. Um, so, do you have any ambitions in terms of your location, or you're still feeling? Um, Feeling out your well, the, ambition the is something and, we don't run short of. Yeah, uh, certainly. Um, but uh, as, as as I have them laughing next to me, uh, we're, we're always going to be very, very ambitious. It's it's more fun that way. Yeah. Um, what I will tell you is, you know, coming from where we were in Hamden, which is right on Dixwell Ave, right near the New Haven line, you kind of stand uh, step out of your car and you've got this cacophony of of city life. Yes. Um, and when you walk out the front door of of our campus here in Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could have an urban center that also was that serene, that peaceful. Yeah. So, and I think Seaside Park brings a lot to that. Um, so, yeah, as far as as far as our ambition and where we want to, what we want to develop and what we want to do going forward, um, we're kind of keeping that to our uh, to 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 ourselves as we uh-huh. as we work it through because a lot of that guidance is going to come from um, from the faculty who really are the reason. We exist, you know, right. anything I do doesn't exist outside of that. And then our student body, because you want to be able to move with them. Um, right. So we want to make sure that we're always we're always partnering with everybody that represents what Pear College is. So it's interesting. So you're a really pretty established institution, even though you've uh, you've grown, um, you've changed over the years. But now you're kind of almost starting starting again. That's a ch- chance, I guess, almost for a reset. And especially with this location and with these buildings, that really is a, a great opportunity to to rethink things. Yeah, it's it, and, and it's not an uncommon thing. Um, I think what we're, we're honing in on right now, and I think what's, what's most important is that we were Pair College of Art, now we're Pair College. And we've gotten some questions yes. say, why did you drive the art? Mm-hmm. And what we really recognize that that, that word doesn't necessarily represent everybody um, that when when um, s- people that are designers like to be designers and people that are artists like to be called artists uh, and that what we have really underlying is we're creating a home for communicators for creators uh, and communicators is an important important part mm-hmm. of that because a lot of what you're just doing here um, comes <laughs> you would learn in a mass communications degree and it's like well yeah but you'd also be the creative person because well, I'm currently in an office that's surrounded by incredible works and CDs. Um, so we're really looking going forward and saying, what does it mean now? And sometimes what that means is looking at what's the next commercial endeavor. 
mm-hmm. that exists out there, industry, mm-hmm. career, in which utilizing the innate skills of a creative um, is appropriate. So even as we've looked at like um, application design that we just added within the past year, well, application design used to be something that are you really strong in math and science? And now it has so much more to do with your, your whole terms right. of UI and UX. You're looking at design-minded people. You're looking at artists, people that were graphic designers that knew how the viewer was going to interact with yeah. what they were creating. Mm-hmm. That's all within that industry. So we're, we're pivoting ourselves to make sure that we can always be um, the place that prepares creatives for how to use their talents outside. That's great. I like that word, pivot. That's <laughs> clearly what, where you are right now. If you're just joining us, this is David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County and the September 2022 edition of Spotlight on Arts and Culture, our monthly interview show on WPKN 89.5 FM. Our program today welcomes Payer College to Bridgeport and to the former Arts and Culture campus of the University of Bridgeport. With us today is Payer College President Joseph Beerbaum, the new director of the Shelfout Gallery, Kanlar Gasimov, and the event coordinator for Merton's Theatre, Ian MacDonald. Both gallery and theatre are in the Arnold Bernhardt Centre for Arts and Humanities on Iranistan Avenue in the south end of Bridgeport, right next to Seaside Park. Now, I'd like to introduce Kanlar Gasimov, the new director of the Shelfout Gallery, who is an Azerbaijani sculptor with an international reputation and who's exhibited around the world. But first, I'd like to stay with you, Joseph, and ask, well, what was it about Khan that you thought made him perfect for this job, for the first gallery that Pear Gallery, that Pear College has had? How did he fit in with how you were envisioning this space? I'll be honest, it was a, it was a no-brainer. It was, a, it was very much a no-brainer. Um, so it, go back to 2017 when I was first getting acquainted with the school and I was uh-huh. getting acquainted with the people that represented the school. Um, it, was, it was actually Khan that came to me very early on and said, this place is great. We can do something wonderful. Huh. Um, huh. And, uh, and it's huh. been – and, you know, the, the big thing with Khan is he's connected to what is happening within the art world now, mm-hmm. which can be very hard for most people to grasp because it spends a, you need to spend a lot of time being so close to the industry to uh, to anticipate the curve before you get right. to it. Right. Um, and and we've gone on uh, a couple of Mr. Toad's wild rides to uh, to different uh, different shows. <laughs> um, he's personally I. The luckiest person in the world that I had, uh, I had Khan as my personal guide through the Armory Show for the first time I went wow. to the Armory Show. Fantastic. <laughs> I, oh, I want one of those. I, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I recommend it highly. There's no better way to see it. Yeah. Um, because he sees well beyond anything that's in there. And again, he's so anticipatory. And none of that that I said even, it just speaks to the quality of Khan. Uh, none of that speaks to uh, his, as I'm sure you'll get into, his depth. Um, within uh, within the field of art and everything that he's created and all the context had everything he's seen and done. Um, I, I, I'll, I'm happy that I'll have this this radio interview uh, with you and I'll put that on my resume. He has a book named after him. 
Uh, so, you know, you've got to, and he's still alive. That doesn't happen very often. Um, so he's, he's very much impressive within his own right. So it was, it was absolutely a no brainer. He was going to be the person that takes this and really has, you know, us on that leading edge. And, um, as I said, as you said before, uh, Peya has never really had a, a single gallery. Um, the whole building had, has in Hamden was a gallery, um, have you been thinking about the place and role of the gallery in not only the life of the college, but within the Bridgeport community, as this is such uh, really an incredible space? Well, I, I will preface it by saying, you know, I, I need to, uh, within this realm, I need to listen more than I talk, mm. um, mm-hmm. because it is not That's just, good. it's not just mine to program. Yeah. Um, but I think that that nature of it's not just mine um, is important. And, and what we want to do is we want to have... It should not be exclusive that you have a gallery with this that's representing this art that's on the forefront and also have a gallery that can represent um, a lot of the community as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a whole continuum of artwork and sometimes people get stuck and they're like, okay, we're this gallery. We're only representing this this upper echelon on this curve. But the nature of us being an art and design school means yeah. that we have students that their freshman work their sophomore work, their junior work, and their senior work is all very different year to year. Mm. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that this is also open to the community because sometimes art can seem out of touch, or not out of touch, hard to touch. <laughs> and we want a person that's in seventh grade to recognize that they can move there. And sometimes, you know, I think we're well set up within this gallery. You know, we, we have our student shows. So you're going to see these amazing works. As Khan's going to explain the artists that we have and the artists that we've had since he's taken over, you'll have them. And in that same space, you'll have an 18-year-old who spent four months in a semester working on a singular piece. Right. And, um, and, and making sure that we represent that, yeah, there is a whole continuum that you have out there mm. and it's all wonderful. We want to make sure more than anything, it's a very inspirational uh, space that, that, uh, that, that people go there and they realize they can move, they can go further. Um, so that's, that's, the, that's, that's my goal. But again, I am going to listen more than I talk as far as where it goes because no, I do have great people like Khan yeah. uh, to tell me where to go. That's very good to hear. Well, thank you very much. Um, I understand, as you're a very busy man, that you uh, have to leave us. Um, so uh, once again, thank you for joining us today. Thank and, you for um, having me. I really appreciated the time. And uh, you are, uh, I, I can't wait for you to hear everything about Khan and his vision as well. Yeah, that's terrific. Well, thank you. Okay, so t- turning to you, Khan, first, um, please tell us a little bit about yourself as an artist. Uh, what is your work, how has it evolved, where have you exhibited, and what brought you here to Bridgeport? So first, let's start with the work that uh, you have done and that you do. Well, first, you are an artist, right? <laughs> of course, first, I'm an artist. And uh, also, it's like uh, Mr. Bierbaum said, we have uh, so much work here. It's incredible, like I'm since morning until evening there. And then also I go to my studio and do my work until midnight every day. So, but that's the nature of it. Because uh, first time when I was introduced to the gallery, we had a conversation uh, when we moved to the uh, college uh, about the gallery. And I was like, as you said, such a great space. We have so much to do, Mm -hmm. really so much to do. But talking about myself, it's, uh, 
like since childhood, I remember myself drawing, painting, and uh, so sculpting since age of seven, starting mm-hmm. sculpting. And then uh, went to college, and I was lucky enough to get to the studio, which is my first teacher. His teacher was a Rodin student. So it was a fantastic uh, learning experience. And then university and so on, and uh, I was always in, in, was in love with American art. Uh, for me, it was groundbreaking, like Pollock, uh, and all this New York expressionist. Did you grow up in a city? Actually, no. I moved to 1994 to New York City. Ah. I lived there a few years and then moved to California and then to... But in Azerbaijan, did you grow up in a city? Oh, yeah, I did grow up in a city. Which? A city called Baku, B-A-K-U. Oh, right, of course, yeah, Baku. It's very international city. Yes, yeah. Uh, very uh, jazz city. Hmm. We still have very strong jazz musicians. Hmm. Uh, uh, it was very arty city, very... Um, I did started exhibiting there, but at... Um, but I needed more. I need. I needed more. And uh, traveling in Europe, and so I, when I came to New York, I felt like at home. I'm, I still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still feel like oh, anywhere. Anywhere I go, this is my home. Yeah. <laughs> I come so, back to home. How has your work changed over the years? Tremendously. The... I used to paint, mm-hmm. and I did a number of years exhibiting only with my painting. Uh, and always changing. I do lots of performances. Uh, we do a number of crazy, uh, very conceptual performances as well. I did show a few years ago uh, in Venice Biennale, uh, with again very conceptual work. Uh, Were you representing? You're representing Azerbaijan, actually. Ah. Yeah, curator great. approached me, and then uh, they, they, so they've seen my work, and they, they said... What was the piece that you were showing at the Venice Biennale? Um, it's actually the one of the... To, to my interest, and then uh, through other uh, curators' interests, I like that work, still do. Uh, I had a canvases, uh, very blank uh, and gessoed canvases, which is I gave to... Actually, Azerbaijan is very famous with the poets. Poet like Sufi poets come from there. I'm not sure right. if you know, like Rumi's yes. teacher yeah, yeah. was a Tabrizi, which is yeah. huh. uh, it's a very strong poetry. So I gave, I found the poets and I gave the canvases <laughs> to the poets to recite it, not to write, just recite to the canvas. It's there. We don't see it, but uh-huh. it's there. Hmm. And then I exhibited. So each we had a palazzo in Venice. Venice is very humid in the summer. And then uh, I exhibited on the walls and the windows, canvases on the floor, and I casted big circular shape in sugarless candy and then put on top of them. So exhibition goes from May to November, and during ah. July, August, <laughs> it's all melts. It's all calculated, yes. all this. So you go to the room, you have this candy smell, and then when you know this, this is the poetry uh, recited canvases, you get it. Yeah. Uh, so it's like there's a very good uh, proverb. They say, "What starts duty, so expand the consciousness." Mm. So uh, it's like gives you totally different dimensions. With all this international experience, what so what drew you to Bridgeport? We heard a very nice um, statement from Joseph Beerbaum about uh, how you came to him 
with a vision of for the shelf house. So what brought you here? It's interesting when I uh, when we talked before well well before we moved here. I didn't know we we're gonna move here when uh, when Mr. Beerbaum came to uh, Hamden uh, because we had it before him. We had a president of the college, and then when had we had the Mr. Beerbaum, I was like, I talked to him and I was like, this is very bright, very energetic, very positive person. So I said, let's do something with the college. There is so much potential. And when we moved here, and I was like, this is fantastic. We should do it. And it's like, yes, come take care of the gallery. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first time uh, we talk, and then I said, you know, I knew that his background is in music, so it means he's creative. So it was an armory show. I said, would you like to join me? He said, fantastic. So now, that's what I like about him. He's open. His door is open. You can talk to him. And he's very positive. Hmm. He always wants to do something. That's, that's great. Where are you going to get somebody like this? It's yeah. So tell us a little bit about the Shelf Hout. It's a pretty amazing space. And um, I don't know how, many, how much people know about it across our region uh, tell tell us a little bit about it. First, describe the space. What it what it looks like. Uh, space itself, it's a three thousand three hundred approximately square feet. So it's big. It, it is big. big it space. is fantastic. Uh, it's uh, it was. We did some cosmetic work on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, repainted the wall and then did some change in lighting. I wish we could do more. We will do more. Mm. I have some plans to completely change the lighting and ceiling as well. But it's the floors are. Beautiful. Everybody who comes in, they love this space. Yeah. Like we're going to talk about this New York crowd, which is uh, we had exhibition. Anybody who walks in it, it's fantastic, and mm. they love to come back. They want to do more. And uh, yeah, space itself, as a, uh, I heard, and then I I know that it's uh, opened in 1968, and then artists like Donald Jolt, it's an icon, uh, Robert <laughs> Motherwell, uh, Louis Nevelson. Joseph Albers. Mm. Recently, I actually started to uh, dig into the archives and I found his lecture, Joseph Albers' lecture at the gallery. So it's, it has a fantastic uh, history. It has good ghosts. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is, there is some very strong ground yes. in, when you stand and you have to act accordingly. Right. So you're in a good tradition. Yes, of course. And also I realized that 1972, former director of the Guggenheim Museum, uh, from her collection, there, there was an exhibition from her collection as well. They showed a Kandinsky, Clay, Lejeune, Modigliani. Hmm. So it's a serious, serious space. So what can you tell us a little bit about what you are imagining for the future? What's your vision That's for the gallery and its program of shows. Thank you very much. That's a great question. Actually, that's what uh, I imagined. I put it down and I think we're delivering, honestly. Mm. Uh, so my goal was, f- number one, this is educational gallery. We're an educational institution to to give opportunity to our, the students. Students. So the students is, come first. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like uh, last exhibition we did, which is the junior got surprised, like, really, we can exhibit? Yes, we can. (laughs) (laughs) Because they just came into college, like sophomore, juniors. And uh, so we put them all. Personally, and I say to everyone, my door is open. 
uh, if I see interesting art, fantastic, we'll take care of it. And then so we, we did organize, we did curate, uh, and then curation is very careful. Uh, exhibition of students' art, as well as the goal is I reached out, we did already exhibition Bridgeport community. Few artists came to me, they said, I would like, could you come to our studio to look at it? I said, yeah, the AMFAB, which is probably, you've seen it. The AMFAB, AMFAB building, building, which is yeah, one of yeah, the yeah, five yeah. artist yes. spaces in Bridgeport. Yes. Yeah, and American then, Fabrics building. Yes, yes. correct. And, uh, and I visited, uh, we chose uh, 10, 11 artists mm -hmm. from th 30 and so on. Uh, we did very good show and they all loved it. And it was actually snowstorm time, but it was a full house. It was mm -hmm. very nice. Uh, after, and then also my goal is to do the, our students, community, Bridgeport. And New York, as you see, we already have the show, like really strong, professional New York artists, which is number of them presented with the international galleries. And some of them actually own the gallery in Manhattan. Yes, can, we, can you just talk a little bit more about the show specifically? Who curated it? Why you, yes. why you did this? Yes, of course. In... Let me just add yeah. one, one yeah. more thing there. Uh, and then also my goal is to work with the Bridgeport community. Like I reached out, I talked to the city city organization, the refugee organization of uh, Bridgeport. And then I invite them. Uh, and they were uh, their uh, executive director, Martin Duarte. She, she loved the idea. Uh, we're participating with them. So I'm going to give them opportunity. Our alumni, our faculty, they all loved the idea. And they were willing to work with these refugee kids, develop the exhibition, mm. and have their work in the gallery as well. Mm. And then what I did, I wrote a grant proposal to a community foundation. And we got the approval. We got the grant. That's a great news. Yes. So we're getting a grant from Community Foundation. I'm this working is the with Fairfield this. County Community Foundation. Yes, correct. Absolutely. Terrific. Yeah. Mm. And they were also they they were very excited about the idea. And then this is going to be this will be developed very soon, actually, starting from in a few days, and then exhibition will be planned. So a, a very wide spectrum. Exactly. Um, especially linking uh, between these different um, communities of artists. Exactly. So home and uh, with the international arm. Mm. That's the goal. And also right. what we did, we, it used to be Sheffield.edu. We did it Sheffield.com. Independent, almost, as an address, but as a, this educational uh, purpose. Mm -hmm. It's great. Sorry, I jumped the gun. Can you just no. talk a little bit about this current show? Oh, um, uh, current show, actually, as, as I had my thought to do the, um, to bring really vibrant New York crowd mm -hmm. to exhibition. So I reached out, a gentleman's name is uh, Stephen McKayton, and then he's, uh, he does a number of works in uh, different museums. And then, so we, we had a number of conversation with him. So I, I usually curate the show. I said, full freedom, let's mm. do something that you would curate. And then he proposed a number of artists. So it was like 30 artists. And then it was wonderfully curated. I give him a star. 
Yeah, there's a lot to look at it in the show. Yeah, I was there yeah, on yeah, Saturday, are, and uh, uh, a lot of very interesting yeah, pieces. Yeah, I am myself. I have a very uh, strict eye, and then uh, but he did a very, very one. I mean, great job, wonderful job. And then we have like you go to the show, like there is certain thing which is you see and you go, what is this? But you need you have to pay a little bit more attention, right. <laughs> yes. uh, and then you discover you discover. Really like jams, like uh, we have this artist like like little plenair. How would you make a plenair painting for the twenty first century? There is an artist which is I discovered it, uh, uh, Ilse Cern and Murdoch. A little painting like this. So she goes, she finds a little land, and then she collects the items there, and then that makes a frame, and then actually her palette is in the painting and then she paints this little plein air it, it, it is wonderful small but it's <laughs> the conceptual is great and uh it's just and then also there are a number of great artists um i'll come back to it um uh, okay. I, I believe we're going to talk about it so any of the can you tell us anything about the shows that you've got planned for yes. this academic year actually um I have a very big surprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. All right. I'm working on so it. So surprise. Very, yeah, yeah. Yes. It is. It is actually. It will be museum quality. It's uh -huh. like, uh, is that the next show or much later? It is. Uh, it's for a spring. In the spring. Okay. For a spring. surprise show in yes, spring. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's going. It will be very, very strong. Very Good. nice. Uh, but for now, uh, this show ends. Uh, we might extend it a bit. It ends in end of October. Mm -hmm. Mid-October, we might end, uh, extend it maybe in November, and then we have a graduate, uh, the student show. Every mm -hmm. year we have two student shows. Right. One is a, which is a junior and senior together, and then in the spring we have graduation show. So that's what we're going to have, and then we will have this uh, refugee organization. We're going to work with them in, in this uh, autumn and winter. and then The, the fall and the winter will be the show with... Um, refugee organization, yeah, right. refugee kids, right. children. Uh, and then, uh, again, actually, uh, we're booked uh, until uh, next fall. Hmm. We have uh, already, I lined them up. Uh, I was working on a show. There was a show which is Met, Metropolitan Museum, tried to get it, they couldn't. Tate in England tried to get it, they couldn't. It was very, very strange, strange show to get it. But I said, I'll try. And then I knew some uh, few people, which is, I talked to them. They said, we could. Actually, we went all the way down. They said, it is, it's called Savitsky Collection. The Savitsky Collection. Yeah, exactly. Ah. They called it, actually, I think the New York Times called it uh, Louvre of the Desert. Hmm. It is middle of nowhere. It's in the Uzbekistan. So at the time when Stalin was in the power, all the dissident artists, he sent it to middle of nowhere, just go create and die there. So we don't know. And they went, they created amazing collection. And then gentlemen like Savitsky, he bought him. He was an artist himself. Mm -hmm. He bought, he found some money and then he bought all the artists work. And uh, now it owns by government, it's a museum. And they just don't let it out. And then we 
as I said, we talk, we already, I already squeezed down how many painting I wanted. It's mostly Russian avant-garde. It's phenomenal pieces there. And when will that be coming? Actually, that the war broke up, <laughs> ah. and then they don't let it out ah. the collection because it could oh, be course. seized. Oh, <laughs> ah. I don't think it would be, but they're just very cautious about so it. So that's on hold. That's on hold. Okay, <laughs> that could be. That will be very very strong. Um, and you have a website. Yes, I or, do. And it's... Gasimov.com, uh, my last name.com. But the Shelfhout Gallery. Oh, Shelfhout Gallery, of course, Shelfhout.com. Shelfhout.com. Yes. So um, that's, let's spell that, S-C-H-E-L-F-H-A-U-D-T.com. So that's where the website is. If you're just joining us, this is David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County, and our September 2022 edition of Spotlight on Arts and Culture, a monthly interview show on WPKN 89.5 FM. Our program today welcomes Payer College to Bridgeport and to the former Arts and Culture campus of the University of Bridgeport. With us today is Payer College President Joseph Beerbaum, the new director of the Shelfalk Gallery, Kanlar Gasimov, and the event coordinator for Merton's Theatre, Ian MacDonald. Both gallery and theatre in the Arnold Bernhardt Centre for Arts and Humanities on Iranistan Avenue in the south end of Bridgeport, right next to Seaside Park. So um, let's turn to Ian and the theatre. Um, Ian, you're the event coordinator at the Mertens Theatre, and you've been there um, for a little longer. You are a About hold, six years. holdover from previous manifestations. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about the Mertens and um, also about the Bernhardt Center as a whole. Wow. How does um, it all come, come together? Okay. Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Not too much, I'm I, afraid. I have yeah. a wealth of history of that building. I've done a lot of research on the building itself. Um, Maybe we can do a whole program on that. Yeah, I can, I can talk point. for hours about the building. It was originally part of uh, Carolyn Thompson, um, the daughter of P.T. Barnum. It was part of her property, ah. and Waldemere Mansion is still existing on that property. When she passed in the 1800s, she willed the property to the city, and nothing was built there until they erected our building. I'm not exactly sure when that was. I think it was the early 40s mm. that the construction started there. Mm -hmm. um, that's the and the the ABC building, the Arnold Barnard Center has been the home of UB Music, um, the Mertens Theater, Littlefield Recital Hall, the Shelfhout Gallery, um, and the uh, Katsu Shintaro School of Art and Design. Right. Um, and now that Payer has come in, it is all now Payer College. Mm. Um, Mertens itself, my sort of little domain within the, the organization, is a gorgeous 930-seat continental auditorium um, with a Broadway stage 20 by or 24 by 40 wide, um, full wings, flies, fl manual fly system, um, cutting-edge sound system, newish lights. Uh, I'm still working on updating uh -huh. our lighting system a little bit more. But it's the it was the UB theater. It was. Yeah. It was. And when before the 90s when the theater department and the film department disappeared, 
there was a lot of theater done on the Merton stage. Mm. And then in the dark days of the campus, um, they sort of lost their, that, the use of that space. Mm. Um, I was brought in, in, I'd say about seven years ago by the head of the UB music department, uh, at the time. And he brought me in to help renovate the theater and revitalize it as someone who can, as he put it, do all the things, um, because they had great concept, but they didn't have practical experience in the technical arenas of what has to go on backstage. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they needed someone with that experience. And I come up from New York City um, with 25 plus years of uh, theatrical that technical experience, experience and mm-hmm. acting experience. Wow. Um, who, who found you? <laughs> uh, Frank Martinetti. Yes. The, uh, right. the old head of the music department. Yeah. Um, he found me in New York through an ad that he had posted uh, that my sister-in-law floated towards me. She said, <laughs> oh, this looks like something you would be really good doing. And I and you sent are. him my yes. resume and <laughs> right. he and I got on great. And he said, come up and take a look at the campus. And I asked after I saw it, I said, when do I get to move in here? Right, right. <laughs> Such a surprise, I'm sure, walking in and seeing that theater. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So what's happening um, right now, what what are the plans ahead? Um, who is using, what are the plans for using the theater? Sure. So um, in the past, we've been sort of dual duty. Um, UB Music uses the space for their concerts. Right. And um, the in-house dramatic society um the scholastic club has put on several plays there over the past couple of years before mm-hmm. pan- pre-pandemic yeah um as well as renting it out to local dance companies um the greater bridgeport symphony has played there um we've had several civic events there i believe um well, one of our biggest, the uh, Bridgeport Police Academy uses our space as their oh. graduation space. I know the Greater Bridgeport, um, oh, now the Greater Connecticut Youth Orchestras has had concerts there. I've attended. Oh, excellent. Uh, that Maybe. might have been before my tenure there. Ah, oh, okay. But just before. Yeah. Um, but we're in Backcountry Jazz, a local yes. jazz club or jazz camp. Yes, yeah. Um, they've used our space as a uh, summer camp and performance space. Um, and moving forward, we're looking to do more of that, those those same organizations, and then branch out from there. Um, I would love to get some musical acts in, in concert. I have a couple of friends of mine who are uh, Broadway producers and uh, that are local in uh, Fairfield County that I would love to have used the space for a festival um even new works um so it sounds as if you're actually putting out a call sure for proposals absolutely for using absolutely. this amazing theater in bridgeport yes so anyone <laughs> out there um how do we how do they contact you um they can reach me at my email uh it is i-m-c-d-o-n-a-l-d at payer.edu that's, that's my direct email, and that's the best way to get a hold of me to talk about rental of the space. Right. Say that again. I-M-C. Sure. I-M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D 
at payer.edu. Okay. In, in McDonald. Yes. There you go. Um, so, um, I mean, could you see it being a home to any groups who would always have their Absolutely. There? That Absolutely. would also be another... Um, as I said, UB Music is still a large part of the, the University of Bridgeport campus. They've just moved to the other side of campus for their operations. Mm. But they still need a performance home. And we love having them in our space performing live music for an audience in a massive theater. It's, it's a, a, just a wonderful experience. So UB Music, internally, we have UB Music and we have what is now the Bridgeport Bards which was the University of Bridgeport Dramatic Society, and they have since transitioned to a club in the payer structure and have renamed themselves the Bridgeport Bards. Their first meeting mm -hmm. of the semester is actually happening today at 3 o'clock uh, on the stage, and I'm hoping that they're going to have... They're talking about having a show in possibly sometime in the late fall mm. and then another one in the spring um, for theatrical endeavors, as well as Greater Bridgeport Symphony is still using our space as a home. Um, That's great. I can see some, some future events going on on our stage with them. They recently did a full production of The Planets with, uh, in conjunction with a dance company, and the audience was all on the stage with the performers Amazing. and the dancers. It yeah. was wild. <laughs> um, so we just have a minute. Less than a minute left. Um, Kanla, any last words in terms of what you think Pear College is bringing to Bridgeport Arts and Culture? What the potential is? I think it's going to impact in many, many times. Positive ways. way, the community, in a really strong way. Like Confucius said, if you want to make a change for one year, plant a rice. If you want to do this for seven years, plant a tree. If you want to do 100 years, Educate the children. Educate the children. That's, that's I think, all about it. We're all about education and changing the community. It's like if, if you have to educate the children, you don't have to punish them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is a call for out there to come to uh, the Arnold Bernhardt uh, Center for Arts and Humanities to visit the theater and the uh, art gallery. Thank you both Thank you. very Thank much you. for coming in today. This is David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County. You've been listening to our September edition of Spotlight on Arts and Culture, a monthly interview show on WPKN 89.5 FM. Our guests today were Pear College President Joseph Beerbaum, the new director of the Shelfhout Gallery, Kanlar Gasimov, and the event coordinator for Merton's Theatre, Ian MacDonald. Visit both gallery and theatre in the Arnold Bernhardt Centre, for Arts and Humanities in next to Seaside Park. If you missed part of this broadcast or just want to hear it again, you can hear the show on WPKN Podcasts on SoundCloud. I'm David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County.